People with an average mindset make an excuse. People with an elite mindset make it happen. Welcome back to the Coaching Life Podcast. Coach, how's it going? Going well. Same here. Looking forward to getting into it today. It's a good week. Doing really good this week, I am. You must be referring to <laughs> the NFL season. And with that, I can fully agree. <laughs> of course you can. A total two-timer. dominance over the New York Giants the that happened on Sunday yeah. night. It must be nice to root for 30 teams. <laughs> so when one fails you, you can get right down the line. And I'm a huge Jacksonville fan too now. I love Jacksonville. Did they keep Nathan? Trying to rank. Yeah, they did. He got put on waivers. He's on the practice squad. Nobody picked him up, and they signed him to the practice squad. I saw it. He seems happy about it. I mean, he wanted to stay in Jacksonville. I was, a little, I, I thought for sure somebody would pick him up. I saw Dallas released Will Greer, and then the Bengals picked him off off of waivers. Yeah. And I thought, well. Oh, someone told me uh, Baltimore. Hmm. He would fit that offensive yeah. system in Baltimore really well with Lamar Jackson. I just think that. He wasn't going to be a starter anywhere. And so the hope was that he would be a number two. Right. Right. Like Jacksonville's number two. But I just think that the NFL values the older veteran backup quarterback that can help your starter almost like a coach. And I wonder if that is the, like, Nathan's not proven in that respect. I mean, he's, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you don't have that, if you don't have that in your starter, then it's the good to have that in your backup. The Browns have a rookie number like two. Notre Dame quarterback last year. I oh call yeah, him, I call him DTR. Yeah. Well, he looks pretty good because I'm thinking of like the, the Jets. It's it's flip flopped. You got your your veteran starter now, and your not your, imma, your immature backup. You saw the game is, last night, didn't you? I, that was a that was a really good game. I watched it to the it end. Did you watch game. it to the I end? Didn't. Well, I watched it until late in the fourth, and then I w- finished watching it on GameCast because I was laying in bed. You could feel that uh, that momentum come back to the Jets, like they started yeah. to believe after halftime. Well, we could still win this game, defense. and let's win it. Yeah, their defense was great, Amazing. and Josh Allen was terrible, so that helps. I don't know. Was, was, Josh, it, was Josh Allen terrible? Or was the Jets defense exactly? Great? That's a good question. I'm not. A, I don't think Josh Allen is as great as people make him out to be. I think he's really good. I think he's Brett Favre like. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get a lot out of him, but you're also going to have to suffer through him. Yeah, a little he's bit a too. lot better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. So, um, I think he has the ability to play elite for a string. I oh, no he doubt. Can win, he can win a Super Bowl. No doubt. He could. Yeah. But he does have some. I think he's thrown 20 interceptions now. Yeah. Last. He leads the league in turnovers, both. Fumble and interceptions. Mm-hmm. From, I think the last that I statistic that I read about him. Yeah. Well, tell us about your Browns, man. Go ahead, take some time to talk. This is this is our <laughs> podcast. This is your this is your big week. We well, we thought about calling our old buddy Lucas Lucas Moore on the uh, the phone uh, the live phone here and from the studio and it'd be the, it'd be part three with him. I would big never Bengals do that. Fan. So here's what I want to say about the Browns. Browns own the Bengals. They just own them. They, they absolutely really own the Bengals. But the, the, the fun part for me is, and I wonder if any of my uh, younger players, my freshman players, or guys that I run into the weight room or uh, guys that I know listen, but 
I talk a mad game leading up to. But you never talk after. That's right. I remember that's you saying right. that. Yeah, that's I right. remember you saying that. I like, uh, so I called a few of them out. Like I could, uh, you know, I w yesterday they were. Is that, know. I don't mean to cut you off, but is that because you don't usually get the opportunity to talk after because it's typically the Browns are on the losing side? Listen, I, I, the Browns have surprised many times. I remember them beating the Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys <laughs> one time. Jay, you remember Jay Novacek slipping? Well, what? Uh, this was in ninety. This was in ninety. Who in our listening audience has ever seen the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl? Well, you have. depending on what our demographic. Yeah, anybody that's my age or older. Do you remember that game? Jay Novacek slipped and he couldn't didn't mm -hmm. get it in. Browns won. Yep. Yeah, I remember that day. It was a good. It was you a good review week. that today, then that's a touchdown. No, he didn't. He was he was <laughs> short, know. big time short. But I would be like, you know, I'd call them out, say their name, and they, you know, I could just see their face, like, oh gosh, here it comes. We we'll get hammered. And I just said, good luck let's tonight. Let's get started. Guys. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 work out. So, I like to do that. But nah, it's week one. It's, week one's always crazy. You never it know is. what's going to happen. Yeah, it was pouring down the rain. Uh, well, I I did send one of my. The Browns could run the ball. Correct. The Bengals could not run the ball. Yeah. Well, and they got uh, a nor situation. Nor could they pass the ball. Yeah, they got in a situation where they had to pass, and it was yeah. tough. Yeah. I did send a text yesterday to one of my buddies and told him I would trade this year's draft, next year's first, and Deshaun Watson for Burrow if he was interested in giving him up. He was not interested. Yeah, all the poo-pooers <laughs> out there the day day after he signs the big contract. And I, you know, I, I got so sick of hearing it. That, like, they kept bringing that up over and over again. Like, well, people who idiots. shouldn't bring it up were bringing it up. People who know better, right? Right, yeah. M media personalities. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or guys that's played the like, game. I get it. I get it if you're a keyboard warrior in your mom's basement and you're, and you're always on those forums and stuff like that. I get those guys talking right. about it. But if you're a professional journalist, come on. You know better than that. Well, I tell you, yeah. I know you're teaching a journalism class, Coach, but professional journalists is almost a uh, – there's not too many of them out there right now, I don't think, in my opinion. Well, I'm there's a lot, but the, the ones that have the voice aren't because they sell hot takes. They say st I think they say stupid stuff in, in purpose just to get people to listen to them. Or well, that's, or I mean, it's all every, today. What, what's everything about? Negative, Likes, yeah. your ratio. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, and true. so what, what do you have to do to get those? Yeah. You've got to be, you got to have a hot take or you got to right. do something. And I, yeah, I agree. Outrageous. I don't think it's, yeah. It, it bugs yeah. me. But yeah, Browns had a good week. It was fun. I hope we, I hope the Browns and the Bengals both win this week. It doesn't get any easier, I don't think, for the Bengals. It doesn't for the Browns. The Browns play the Steelers. Browns play the Steelers and the Titans and the 49ers. Why are these teams playing the Ravens? We're starting right off with two huge divisional games. Why, well, why, I think why they, is that happening now? I think they changed that a couple years ago. I don't ago. ever remember. Oh, it you know what like they that. did? They changed it. They put the divisional games at the end. I don't know. I don't know. I can't Dallas remember did. What they did. I mean, not everybody did, but I yeah. don't think, did they? Well, no. Couldn't have because. The Ravens beat who? The, well, yeah, that's the true. Cardinals or no? They, they, they didn't. They, they didn't beat play the, the Steelers, did they? They beat. They beat C.J. Stroud, didn't they? Beat, they beat the Texans. Ravens beat the Texans. Okay. C.J. Stroud. Yeah, C.J. Stroud had yeah. a decent game. Did he? Yeah, he's all right. Not not horrible. I had so, somebody ask me. This is switching gears a little bit. Still on football and watching on TV. I had somebody ask me for my take or our take, coaching life podcast take on uh, Deion Sanders. Prime. 
about the way he was attacking the media? Well, just his, just him in general, like his his coaching style, his flamboyancy, his his me me centered, I and mean, that that's kind of that was kind of the the ask was I'd like to hear your thoughts on on Dion and what they didn't what they don't know is I'm actually a Dion fan. Well, Dion played for the Cowboys and the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so, uh, and and, and one, the Braves, one, and the Falcons, one of the greatest all. athletes, all around athletes, just freak athlete to to suit up any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you could deny that. Put a tennis racket in his hand, he probably would have been able <laughs> to play pro there too. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. So, what what do you think? What do you think about? I'd say ask his players, Dion. Yeah, all they, they believe, like don't they? They sure do. They have the believe in, as yeah. well as the buy in. Yeah. I uh, I think we'll find out a little more about them when they face some true adversity. I mean, Nebraska flat out, well, Nebraska's quarterback flat out gave that game away on Saturday. Just couldn't keep hold of the ball. I mean, yeah, but the, um, their quarterback still had a great game. They played game. good defense. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but Nebraska played good enough defense to to win that game. If you're the defensive side of the ball for that team this past Saturday, you're frustrated. That yeah, I hear you. You held them to three points, zero points for a long time, and and uh, and you, you were on the field the whole game. It felt like I don't mind Dion, no. And I enjoyed the way that he was sticking it to the media after they were. And you know, it's like I they don't want seats. Yeah, and they don't. You know, they don't want to speak up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I, I can't stand that. Yeah, you know, own it. Yeah, you said it. Own it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's just. Yeah, he calls them out. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, and D, you get, you know what you're getting with Dion. You know you're going to get a guy who likes to be in the spotlight. Sure. He's going he's gonna to have cameras all around him. He's going to have a TikTok, and he's going to put videos. He's going to have someone putting videos of him getting on his players about dress code and things like that. And And whether you like it or don't like it, that's you know it's not like you don't know that's what you're going to get yeah and right. I've, I've always I, like i'm not a big fan of the post-game interviews and you know right. halftime interviews and all that like i i've never been oh a, the, never, during the game now i know it's ridiculous i've never been a big fan of asking you know like especially like the, the players you know <laughs> they're up there they just lost or you know whatever it is and you're asking them questions and they've got all that emotion in them and you know to be able to answer that's really tough that's yeah. difficult, and yeah. then and then depending on how they answer, we hammer them. Could you imagine coming straight out of a meeting? Let's say you have like a project manager's meeting with some new construction or something, much less, you know, intense in terms of the the uh, the, the caliber of of competitiveness that you're engaged in for a couple of hours. You're in that meeting, and as soon as you walk out of the room, you've got reporters standing there wanting to ask you about your opinions on on how things went in there. Yeah, and they badger well, you. And now they come into the meeting. And they pull you aside for a second while the meeting's going on True. and ask yeah. you. That's what's happening. These guys are doing their jobs. Yeah. So, you know, Dion is just happens to be a, a, a type of person that loves to play that game. He'll embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. And, so don't. He, and he plays it his way. Yes. Yeah. Right. He loves the spot. Yeah. So I, I like it. I like seeing, you know, I like seeing a guy like that that doesn't mind to be in that. Yeah. And he, I, he'll handle the adversity well, you know. I think he I think he will too. He's going to, you know. Yeah. They may not like the way he handles it, but who right. cares? Well, <laughs> speaking of that, they pe- people stuff. don't understand this about Dion is cuz and Kirk Herbstreit made this point on Saturday as well is at, when when people see Dion, they see the 
like, a, you know, the flamboyancy, the, the, the wearing the cowboy hat, look at me, you know, the, the, that guy, everything is in the public, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a little different, but what they don't realize is that he is an old school coach. He sure. is an old school. He is he is brought into every program that he's come to, old school principles mm-hmm. for playing football. Not just for playing football, but for life. Mm. Right? We're going to do things the right way all the time mm-hmm. in everything we do. The expectations are always going to be this, and sometimes he'll say, "This is the expectation for you, not for your coaches." Mm. Right? Yeah. I can wear a hat in a meeting. You can't. That's, that's one example. Did right? he get hammered? Does that, does yeah, that... that's one of the things people hammered him for. Here he is uh. getting on guys about wearing a hat, you know, making a guy leave because he's, he's wearing a hat in a meeting and he's got a hat on. Okay. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> but, I mean, that's, you know, that's the benefit of being the coach. Oh yeah, and, you know. If, if you set the expectation, this is, who you, this is what we expect out of our players, then... What's the big deal? I mean, it, it's this is what we expect out of this. I mean, that's why I have a page in my manual. This is what we expect out of our players. Yeah. This is what we expect all. out of our coaches. This is what we expect out of our parents. Our, right. you know, the, I probably wouldn't do that. No, I, personally, I wouldn't either. But, I would. I would want to do the same. I would want to wear the same thing that I expect them to wear. Right. But yeah. they they knew the rule. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like I always went back to uh, Josh Gordon. You know, the only thing Josh Gordon had to do was not smoke pot for twelve right. months. Right. And he would have got $80 million. Yep. And he couldn't just not smoke pot for 12 months. That's all he had to do. Yeah. You know, and people are like, well, pot should be legal. It's just, you know, it's just marijuana. Yeah. Okay. But he knew all he had to do was not smoke it for 12 months and he would get $80 million. Like, yeah, but the, but you, the, the argument that gets all of the people riled up is that's a stupid thing. That's a stupid rule. That's yeah. a, well, it is the rule. But when you sign up for stupid rules, see, if and you get eighty million, and see, that's who Dion is. Dion is the guy that says, "Oh, I don't care. It's yeah. the rule. Yeah. That, just just do it." Yeah, I missed that. I, I yeah. Did they interview him? Did they ask him about it? What's that about him wearing a hat and kicking a kid? Oh, out? I don't think so. No, that was a long time. That was like this past summer when he first or when he first was meeting with the team and basically laying down the ground rules with yeah. them and things like that. Good stuff. Yeah. Separating the uh, men from the boys in that locker room right there. <laughs> Speaking of last week's topic. I've gotten some feedback or at least people listening in on our Boys to Men podcast, so they really enjoyed yeah. it. So Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I thought I I went back and listened to that one as well. I don't always listen all the way through, but I I was curious to hear how that one sounded, and I I thought it was was a decent episode as well. Good job, was my Good job, Pat. <laughs> you know, Coach. Uh, since you just brought that up there, I, I was talking to somebody, and they're they're confused about our relationship. Our relationship. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because I always call you. Coach Stewart. But I call you Pat. And you call me Pat. Yeah. And they just they're wondering why you, you don't You, you call don't everybody me. coach. <laughs> so you're not you're, we we'll walk out of the studio. You see what you guys don't understand is we'll walk out of the studio here in a in a few minutes and he will see some random guy that works at the university and he'll say, What's up, coach? And that's just because Pat can't remember names. <laughs> 
she. That's my trick when I go to these conferences. Yeah. It's easy to call everybody coach because I can't remember what your name is, bud. But I called everybody's I, a coach there. So. I called someone coach the other day at a football game, and it wasn't the person that I thought it was. <laughs> I don't call people coach because I don't remember their names. I know. It's. I think everyone coaches. But you know what? Yeah, I, and that's the whole. That's that's the premise of this podcast. Right. But I also know that you don't care what people call you. We've talked about that before. That's true. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but you've asked me, do you want your kids to call you coach? Yeah. Your players? Your kids? Your young men? <laughs> kids? <laughs> you said that's, that's a allowable right. term. Yeah. Term of endearment. That could, that could get us in trouble, I guess. And I really we, don't care. I don't care I've either, come around but... on that. I used to be the, the old school. Yeah. wonder what they call Dion. They call him Prime. I know Shadura calls him Dad. Yeah, well, Jake calls me dad. Yeah, my, and my, my, I wanted my kids to continue to call me dad. I didn't expect Brock to call me coach. Yeah. Uh, there's value in it. I, I mean, it's, you know, I, it's, it's a discipline. It's a. Well, the, we talked before about how there has to be a separation between player and, and coach. Mm-hmm. There has to be, there, there is, you are in a position of authority and sometimes the semantics help build that structure. Of right. I, I, you know, hey, Pat, how's it going? You know, versus, hey, coach. Right. It feels different, right? Yeah, and I think I've, I've seen it with Jeremiah playing for other coaches now, um, and I've heard him interact with those guys and can call them coach. And I... I there's an appreciation there for me. Yeah. So I'm like, I see how it's been beneficial for him to be in the weight room. And, you know, the, the, the challenge is like a lot of the kids that I'm seeing coming through high school right now, I've known most of their right. lives. So they've known me as Pat. Yep. You know, they, I mean, some of these kids have stayed at my house, you know, yep. we, you know, we, they've, I've been around them playing ball their whole life. And so they've known me as Pat. And so, you know, they'll, it's just, it's almost habit to just say Pat. And that, that's right. kind of our relationship, right. too. So it's hard. But at the same time, you know, there's other kids that don't necessarily uh-huh. have that, you know. So, you know, what's that? You gotta, how is that impacting the way that, you know, the teams ran and, you know, how we communicate and things like that. But it's, I know in the weight room, one of the things that, not just in the weight room, but that's where we're spending most of the time right now. And kids are like, you know, someone will say, hey, Pat, do, you know, are we doing five by five? You know, whatever they're asking. Yeah. And someone will say, what would you say? What'd you call him? Oh, really? I mean, Coach Martin. And uh, I think J- Jeremiah being around that has caught on to it. And because, you know, to me, that's that was my... Oh, Jeremiah's calling you coach? No, he don't call oh, me okay. coach. No, he calls... But he's, he calls... The other, other people, people that he coach. plays for coach. Yes. Even if he's familiar with them as a... Sure. As a, right. an acquaintance relationship. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think that... You know, the good argument is it prepares them, if, especially if they're going to, you know, go into a, a, a position in their next step in life yeah. where they need, they're required to share that authority. But, you know, sure. you, when, when you show up on college campus for, you know, I know Ethan Stewart is, is here at uh-huh. OU. He's, he's playing yeah. for OU this, this year and hopefully next, next four. Uh, I, I, he, I guarantee he's not going to 
refer to the head coach by his first well, name. Well, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting thing that you say that, though, because one of the things that I've noticed is the further, the higher up you get in the level of play, yeah. the more likely you are to hear them refer to the, the coaches by name. Interesting. Yeah. You may have just flipped it, it this is, all over. Well, it is, get, well, what professional athlete have you ever heard refer to their manager as, as, as coach so-and-so? Hmm. Like professional say, baseball player. They refer to him. They refer to him by their first they name. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that there's not a respect there. And I'm not saying everybody. It's not 100%. Because some of them be like Skip. You know, the Skipper. Mm-hmm. You know. Which is a nickname. But but um, I've heard OU players refer to Coach Alvin as Tim. I don't think he minds that at all. He signs all of his emails and texts, Tim and Brooke. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. I this think. is groundbreaking. <laughs> you know what this tells me? I should stick to my guns, Coach. I should stick to my guns. You know what I'm going to do? I'm telling you right now. Tell all of your players. Forever, call me Pat. Forever. Oh, the handshake line is stupid. You're, so I'll you're say it right now. Your handshake hey, line what, is dumb. So here's the thing. The, the problem is you're all talk about it. Here's what I'm challenging you to do. I'm challenging you. Do away with it. I can't. I can't Don't do, do it this year. I can't do that. Since it's stupid, do something about it. Stop shaking hands with the opponent. Can't do that. Just shake hands with Someone offers me a handshake. I want to shake it. Even if they're going out and standing in a line and it's a formality and they're just going to slap it. Good game, good game, good game, good game. It is. I'm telling you. See, you're starting to come around to me. It's stupid. I like shaking. I like shaking hands with your own team after you win. Yes, I do too. Yeah. And then if you happen to get the other team, okay, cool. Yeah, good, I good like sportsmanship. That. Good, you know, good, good competition today. But we're we're going to congratulate one another here. That's what the pros this. do. And then they don't even shake hands with the opponent. No, <laughs> right? They, just, yeah. they come yeah. off and shake hands. And then, you know, I don't know. Do they do they hang out with them a little bit after the fourth game of the four game series and? Say, but you, there is no line, is there? Nah. You know what's silly is volleyball. Colleges games. do. You, have, you, have you been? I mean, I'm, you, did Kaylee play volleyball? Oh heck yeah! Okay, she loved. So I love volleyball. After, oh, I do too. Yeah. And after the volleyball game, they'll like do the circle and then come through on each side of the net. They slap hands. Yes. It's oh really yes, the underneath the net. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> We're 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 uncovering a lot of uh, challenging topics today that we could probably talk about, and we're getting away from the topic that we were. <laughs> we going do to have talk a, about. we have an actual topic. Well, speaking of interviews after emotional games, and you know our our hometown guy here, Joe Burrow, after the game, the a lot of uh, in my uh, perception, a lot of uh, reporters were. Uh, wanting to get some kind of soundbite related to, you know, how how bad the the Bengals offense played after that yeah. Browns game. And Joe said something pretty uh pretty good, but um he just had a horrible game. Yeah. You know, his his worst and it was raining and this was his first time, you know, so there's there's reasons that he did, but Statistically, this was his worst game as a pro. So yeah, it was raining for Deshaun Watson too. Sure, yeah, right. I it, mean, it was. I, I don't right. think that's an excuse anybody can make. Yeah, and it, yeah, I, and he's you know, not. He didn't make it. No, 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 no. But he's in. A, you know, it's a tough spot. 
he yeah. didn't play well. And now we're asking, you know, oh, how do you feel? You know, what, you know, what, what happened? You know, what's going on? You know, we're, you know, and they're all out there worried. And um, I think that knee-jerk reaction is typical for athletes, for coaches, and especially for parents. And I've, I, I know that because I've felt it along a lot yeah. just in, you know, certain situations. I've, I felt it this weekend. Uh, Jeremiah went and played in a uh, in a tournament uh, this weekend, and uh, he actually had a really good weekend. But he, one of the last at bats he had, he struck out on a just looked miserable, and it's like all of a sudden you have that sinking feeling that he doesn't know how to play baseball anymore. <laughs> He's never going to hit again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Joe Burrow's washed up. Yeah, exactly. Signed all that That's money. That's what I say. He, he didn't know how to hit a, hit a receiver anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think, but I like, laugh at that, but I feel like sometimes we have that. It's like there's a panic well, to us, and you feel you feel sometimes even as a player, you you feel you feel that. Yeah. And you tell your self talk is, "This is who I am now. Right. I, have I lost it? Am I am I not going to be good enough again to be able to play at this level? Right. Or any exactly. level." Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, the topic to talk about today is, you know, how do you how do you handle those situations? You know, what's your what's your thought process when you get in those situations where you have a bad performance, you know, whether it be, you know, a play or a game or a week, you know, uh, you know, what what should our mindset be? And, and uh, across mm-hmm. the board, coaches, parents and players, what should our mindset be when they asked Joe? He said exactly what? I expect him to say, because he's Joe Cool, right? Yeah. yeah. He always begins it with, eh. <laughs> Right. Eh. Nobody's panicking. Yeah. Nobody's panicking, right? Bengals aren't going to panic. They were in the same spot last year. Nobody and nobody that that matters. really matters yeah, is right. panicking. Right, yeah. And, 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 you know, they can go out and they can talk about all they want, how he how he's now the richest player in NFL history, yada, 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 and he threw for Until the next yards. guy signs. Well, right. Well, give me a break. <laughs> that that's lost its luster with me. Like I, I can't tell you. I mean, okay, I, I, these contracts are so. It's funny money anyway. It is. And I, and I. Okay, he's the he's the richest player until whose contract's up next? Josh Allen. Okay, when he signs a new one, he's going to be. Yeah. Okay. As soon as, as soon as yeah. the next quarterback signs, yeah. they'll be the highest yeah. paid. Tua. Player. Yeah. True. What do you think? Have you given us some thought? I have. Yeah. My word for the year, and our one word, choose a one word for the year, and I've tried to uh, keep that in the front of my mind. It was really simple. My word was win. It is win for this year, 2023. Mm. And there is a a business principle that when, and I've I've heard public speakers talk about it too, or people who give presentations and things, and you have a, a poor performance, or you've... You're, you make a proposal and it didn't go the way you thought it should be. And they use the, they use the term WIN as an acronym. And they say, what's important now? Mm. This is what we got to focus on. Nice. So when you've just had a poor performance, it's so easy to want to sort of dwell on really the past is what we're talking about, dwelling on the past, dwelling on what happened 15 minutes ago, an hour ago, two days ago, a week ago, whatever it was. And it's okay to use that poor performance, use to go back and replay it a little bit, take notes. And we should use those things to get better. Yeah, it should. Right. Hurt. Yeah, we should learn. That's good. Right, right. 
But at some point, you got to stop and you got you got to remind yourself when, mm-hmm. what's important now. How do we yeah. how, how do we move how do we move forward and develop a plan from what we've learned from the loss to get better? Because right. the reality is, I got to do something about it. If I really want if I don't want it to happen again, remember this feeling. I got to I have to do something about it, which yeah. means I have to take ownership of it as well. Yeah. Good point. What if? What if you just get beat, Coach? Yeah, by a by a better team. Yeah, or you know that day you talk even. about a hitter, right? You know, um, pitch, you know, facing. Well, and that's the thing. Jeremiah may have just gotten beat. Right. Well, he he did. He, I mean, that's what whether he did. that pitcher was a better pitcher than he was a hitter in that at bat. You could break it down to one at bat, one pitch on that pitch. He was better. Yeah. Well, what happened was he, he fooled him. He it was he was up two zero, and the kid threw him two. Two curveballs for mm-hmm. strikes. And he took them both. How often does that happen when you're 13 or 12? Right. And then he was, then he was, I think he pressed a little bit. Uh-huh. And uh, now he's 2 2. Get to another he gonna, And he's thinking, well, what's he going to throw me now? He threw him another curveball outside. And he know, went after it. He went after it. Yeah. And well, a horrible swing. If he had hit it, it landed, it would have dug out. It would have stayed three inches in front of home plate. <laughs> I mean, it was a horrible swing. Yeah. It was just a horrible yeah. effort because, you know, his approach wasn't great. So let's stay in that. Let's stay in that. Like, okay, so now you're Jeremiah, or or maybe I'll be Jeremiah, you be you, his dad. Mm. Like, what what do we do? What do we what do we do now? Right? Yeah. Like, how do I analyze that and and well, I, I, it's very how do I simple. win? We had the how do I win? With we that? had the conversation. There you the, go. You know, the conversation was, you know, why did you? What swing? were you thinking? <laughs> why did you swing? I was giving. You know, I, we've we've uh, all the way home on the drive. No, uh, we didn't. It was it was it was actually the next day. See, you're growing. But, uh, we're yeah, we're right. growing here. But uh, he said, I can't. I'm not good at, on outside pitches. And I said, Well, that wasn't an outside pitch. It wasn't even close to being outside. <laughs> but I said. That was a just a bit outside yeah, Bob Euchre. What he, he's what he's saying is true. He he has this habit of uh, giving up on outside pitch and let, instead of letting it travel and driving it the other way in the inside of the baseball. And uh, he said, "I just it's just tough for me to do." And I was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. We'll we'll get yeah. outside pitches. Yeah, you know, we'll 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 take those reps to get right. better at you hitting an outside pitch, and uh, so you'll, you'll yeah. be prepared to do it." But I also told him. I know you can hit that outside pitch because yesterday or Saturday when you 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 hit one you know you hit a triple to the right yeah. side that was an outside pitch, so you're you're good enough to hit that outside pitch. So I, you know when you go up there and you, I don't want you thinking I can't right. hit an outside pitch. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's so you e- turned the negative into the you you reminded him of who he is right, and what exactly. he's capable of doing. Yeah. And that's the, that's what needs to play through your head as you as you get in that box. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you're going to I had a a uh, girl tell me this past week she plays travel softball. A, high, a pretty a pretty high level travel softball. Mm-hmm. That uh, she was she's been playing bad and she has four strikeouts and you know and I'm like it's hard yeah the game's stinking hard yeah. uh, but you you know you can hit you know you've you've, right. you've you've hit before at this level you'll hit again you know it's, but sometimes that's just the result that happens and we can't say oh I stink you know evaluate it 
What was your approach? L- learn learn how to develop a plan from from that to get better from it. Right. Right. Absolutely. This is the very reason why I have our. Well, I, I have like I act like I'm I've done this all the time. One of the new things I did this year was have our hitters keep a a hitters log, um, where we had blank not they weren't blank sheets. There were sheets that they could they could take notes. Did I ever show you this sheet? Um, you hid that from me. I think I did. I think I did. I got it from Brock, actually. Um, something that they did with their, 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 a lot of college programs do this. But they come in after the at-bats, at some point after the at-bat. It can't always be immediate. But right. I, So I have a player in the dugout who's designated to take as many notes as he can, like what the pitch sequence, you know, what, the, what you see pitch one, you know, where was the location, what did you do, things like that. And then... Um, and then I have the hitters at some point before your next at bat, go back through, look at the notes from that last at bat, jot down what you can learn from it mm. going into the next one. And so like, let's say Jeremiah is doing that, right? Let's say, you know, this is how you win really from, from a poor, he had a poor performance at that, at that at bat. Mm-hmm. So I might say, okay, let's think about, let's think about the pitches that you saw. Right, right. You, you saw you were up two zero, and you were assuming you're going to see a fastball, and that that's good. You want to, that's the pitch that you know you could hit well, so you so you you took it, and it was a strike. And you're like, ooh, he got lucky with that one. You know, he fooled me with that. He's probably not going to do it again with two one. He did it again. Right. And so now you're thinking. So now what do you think? Ask him. Like Kevin, you know, like Kevin uh, uh, Wilson. Wilson says, ask the questions. What are you thinking right now? Right. What's going through your mind? And one of the questions that I might ask Jeremiah is. Did you recognize what his curveball looked like? Mm. Did it look different than the fastball? And when you recognize, like how soon, like are, are you able to recognize it soon enough to notice that, okay, this is a curveball. Mm-hmm. It's starting outside, which means it's probably going to end up further outside. <laughs> I, I, like I do have two strikes, but I don't have to swing at this because it's not going to be a strike. Right. If it ends up hanging over the plate and it's strike three, no big deal, right? I mean, it really isn't a big deal. Yeah, it's you struck out looking, but you have a reason why you didn't swing at that pitch. Right. It should have been a ball, and it was just a bad pitch, and it ended up being a strike. So it ended up being a good pitch. Yep. <laughs> it's just the way baseball is, right? right? But but those are the like that is that is in, in in that's in a really short span of time, forty five seconds or so. I want our guys to write those kinds of things down to think through those kinds of things. I like that so, idea because one, it, it keeps them from stewing on it. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. times you have a bat bat you come, come over and do they, do they write stuff down on every bat? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And I, and I, I look through the notes after the games too, to, because then, you know, in our scenario, we often see the same picture a, a, a second time. Right. And now you've got four pages, you know, four at bats to, to go back and this is how he pitched me last game. Right. And, right. you know, it didn't matter when we faced you guys because it was just strike out, strike out, strike out. We just saw fastball, fastball. And then for some reason he throws Jace Bullington a slider and he hits it for a double in the gap. I think that was a change Or a change up. Yeah, something slower. That's what it was. Slower. Well, you got to work on those pitches, Coach. He was a perfect time to work on it. An extra innings game. We were up five. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I, I was I was intentional about telling uh, that pitcher to he needed to spend more time developing yeah. that changeup, but maybe you don't maybe you don't uh, set him up quite that quite that way. Fastball, fastball, changeup, right? Yeah, don't speed his bat up because he had some good swings on the fastballs, even. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that is where you you want to yeah. throw that slider away or something yeah. like that. So, but. You know, we the, don't have to talk about that anymore, do we? 
Nope. Old number two's out of there. It's time to uh, (laughs) next man up for you. (laughs) Where do we leave off? You know, the Army has a, a, a similar tactic mm-hmm. for poor performance, you know, and we're talking about life or death scenario now. Mm-hmm. You go into battle or you have a project that you need to go out on, a mission, and they call them AARs. I didn't just know this off the top of my head. I, I looked this up in preparation for today. The AAR you stands to, you for... You don't have to confirm that. After you, action response. I could act like I yeah, just knew this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't we steal everything anyway? We do. There's nothing new under the sun, Solomon no. says in Ecclesiastes. There you go. That's right. Everything is borrowed. You can just forget what your source was. That's what. That's the key to creativity, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what's an AAR? What are after action response or reviews, after action reviews. And what they do is that it was developed for the purpose of quickly, because we're talking about having to do this quickly sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like in between and at bat, for example. It was developed for the purpose of quickly assessing outcomes and then resetting targets in, in the chaos of battle, basically. And so it was, it's, it, 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 it's a method of sort of extracting lessons out of an event and then applying them to future events without getting caught up in how you feel. Mm. And I think that's my point about taking the notes. So much is, so much is that's so much that is associated with our performance is how we feel about what happened. Absolutely. And this is where we get in trouble as parents as well. And, And even as coaches. Right. Right? Coaches sure. will sometimes explode and get mad. What are they doing? They're showing their feelings. Mm-hmm. They're wearing their feelings on their sleeve. Yep. We don't want our players to do that. Nope. And, and so I think one of the worst things that we can do after a poor performance is, is stay too long in our feelings. At some point, we got to say, okay, AAR, let's act for action response. What do I do? What do I do? And, and here's the actual structure. They got four questions they ask. What happened? What worked well? What didn't, what will be done differently or better next time? And that's it. Okay. Move forward, bounce back. Yeah. That's what that's Joe's it. doing this week, getting ready for the Ravens. Did you hear, did you, speaking of Joe, did you see the interview that uh, um, Jimmy and uh, Mrs. Burrow gave uh, about visiting Joe? I did not. <laughs> they said he won't let him come over during the season or when he before a game like they don't they only see him after a game when he I don't and I don't think they let him I don't think he lets him come over after a loss oh really also (laughs) I thought that was interesting and funny but that's who he is like we always talk about on you know we've 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 talked about Joe and how he's been how he's unique and different and kind of a little bit weird and that's you know people saw him and that's what makes him elite yeah you know remember when in the draft before they then there was nothing elite about joe burrow that's like they kept right saying. yeah he has you know, no elite arm yeah, no, 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 no elite features yeah. yeah yeah that's his eliteness right there is his approach just and his mentality the win yeah just win right. I'm, whatever it takes yeah 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 it's good stuff it's just hard to put your finger on it's it's hard to it's hard to describe point out in in features of a person yeah you know well i think you know another another thing to think about too is you know and you can use joe as an example he's lost big big games 
Oh, sure. You know, and high school championship, state championship, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, um, won the uh, national championship, mm-hmm. obviously, but he has experience doing what? Failing. Yeah. So when you get in these situations and you you have these feelings and these emotions and, you know, something went wrong and you're not really for sure, you, you know, that first, that first instinct is the, you know, uh, panic and throw your hands up in the air. You, ha- you one remember those times, especially you know when we're talking about softball, baseball games like that. You fail a lot. Yeah, you know that's that's what the game's yeah. about, almost about. Like it's who can fail the best. When I say that, it's who can recover <laughs> right. from it. You know what I mean? That's a big part yeah. of it. But you you can go back and you can remember those times that you failed and recovered. But also look at the situation that you're in as a positive in that manner to, of knowing that in the future you can look back on this time and see how you responded to it and how you found your way back to, to yeah. where you wanted to be. So it's actually, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, when, you know, the, the manager uh, model f- feedback that, you know, there is no negative or positive feedback. Hmm. There is only feedback. And yeah. You use that yeah. to take the next step. Yeah. I, I was reading something about feedback also, the other day, and I and it, I, I heard somebody say, "There's no such like this. This whole mindset of moving forward after a poor performance, and you evaluating what happened in order to use it to get better. It's it's more uh, what they call it feed forward almost. It's not feedback. It's feed. For, it's it's like it's like mm, I like that. Yeah, it's feeding forward in a way, and instead of feeding feeding back. Yeah, because feedback has feeding, a little bit of a negative connotation. To yeah, it. it's like. It, you're feedback. looking backwards, yeah, right, 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 and uh, and so you're, the idea is, let's let's fix it, let's fix it, All right? Let's you know, let's let, don't dwell on it. Let's 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 it's well, it's what matters now. You know, what's important now? Win. Let's right. move forward. What about if you're in the middle of the game and say that for just after your first, you know, say it's in a bat or first at bat or say you know you're a quarterback and your first possession you throw a interception or. Um, you know, all kinds of situations mm-hmm. like this. You take your first three and miss it. You airball it, you know. How do you – basketball would be a, a definitely a good one in this situation sure. because you, you don't really have that time. time. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do in that case, right? Because you, you're having a bad game. Maybe you're 0 for 6 shooting. Yeah. Panic set in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're 0 for 6 at the line in particular. And now yeah, you're at right. the line at the end of the game. And you got a little bit of time to think about it. Yeah. Right, what's going through your mind there? Yeah, I think that's where your Brian Kane principles come in, right? This the 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 mindset of mm. of you know I'm I I I I am I am I'm visualizing myself succeeding in this. Yeah, regardless if you've if you missed the last six. Right. Yeah, that's a good point too. I don't wasn't I didn't even you're, think about. And the whole idea is you're still moving forward. You're moving forward. You're, right. You're not. You're not dwelling on what happened even in this game. It's it's even more important, I would say, to be able to make that transition in your mind in the heat of the game than it yeah. is afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you got more time to sit and dwell on it and mope about it afterwards. But in the if if you have any if you have any moping or dwelling in a game, you're done. Right. And you know I think that's good. That's a great point to support the idea of practicing those yes. mental responses to failure, you know, during practices as coaches giving our players the opportunity and like emphasizing, mm-hmm. look, hey, you're 
You're having a horrible practice. Yeah. Well, so let's what? Pra- how- now let's practice how you're going to respond to yeah, the horrible practice. Exactly. What is and your system? Sure, because in my mind, I was thinking, you know, when you're in the heat of the game and you don't have that time to review or, you know, to adjust, you fall back on your training. Mm-hmm. You fall back on your preparation and you, you trust that preparation. So the next time you get up to the play, next time you get a shoot, you know, whatever it is, you're, you, you have the confidence because you know you're prepared to do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you, you know, you're 0 for 6. Yeah. You, you, you know how to do what you're doing yeah. and you're prepared to do it. So you fall back on that and trust yourself. Didn't Tim Grover give Michael Jordan an idea for something to do in the middle of a game when like like something about reaching down and grabbing the hem of his shorts and and putting his hands on his knees? You know, like Well, that's all that's the that's a Brian King concept too, right? Like something to clear, physical. Clear, yeah. yeah, to yeah. clear your mind, like, like take a breath. It's releasing yeah. this from uh, I don't remember reading that in That may have had something but. more to do with him when he legitimately being tired during a game and people were like, Don't you know, don't put your hands on your knees. He's like, yeah, do it. Don't don't give a crap what anybody else says. Do it. Yeah. Grab a hold of him in your shorts and put your hands on your knees. Well, talk about old school. You know, they that's actually there's a there's a school of thought <laughs> that says bending over and putting your hands on your knees is actually the best way mm-hmm. to stand when you're tired. Now. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a natural response right. to being tired. That's the way your right. body needs to yeah to, to revive itself. But, you know, yeah, there's always a, taught stand up hands and put your, your hands over your head. And, that, but, and but w- wouldn't we do that? Like if that was if it was e- actually physiologically easier to breathe by doing that, find that. Wouldn't we do that? Yeah. But it, why do we put our hands down on our knees? Because it's it's easier. It feels better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my breath. Wonder how many people out there want to argue argue about that. But I think but, that study has. I think Tim Grover actually talks about that, and, and maybe in uh, uh, winning his book, Winning. Yeah. I think he maybe actually talks about the that, science yeah, of that, that, of that being one of the things that's been debunked. That's in the same field as putting ice on after you pitch. Debunked as in don't put your hands on your head. Don't. Yeah. Do do the knees instead yeah, of I've heard over that. the head. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like you're not actually opening the diaphragm. Did you when just you say put don't your... put ice on your arm after you pitch. Oh. Oh, we don't do ice at all. Yeah. Holy and now if cow. you're if you're hurt, <laughs> we'll, 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 we we will uh, do ice, but we're not going to put ice on anything for soreness. We want to get that blood flowing faster, not slower. What would yeah. you What would you prescribe after a day of pitching and your arms have got a little bit of soreness? But we we do exercise. We do, we do some exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Weight yeah. room. We don't do slow running. We don't do All jogging. Distance. Yeah, distance running. That's not doing you any good either. Nah. There is no such thing as working out lactic acid from your. Oh from man, your, we're dropping bombs out. <laughs> there just isn't. I mean, there. And so that's what I've been taught my whole life. Of Kate's course, lactic. that's what we've all been taught. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get pole to pole, pole yeah. to pole. 2014, the guy that came up with the rice theory. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2014, he came on to a. Uh, I don't know. He was doing an interview, and he's like, "Yeah, that's." That's, that's, now I've heard that's not even that's I, not something that I even adhere to anymore. I've heard okay. recently that there's no there's not a negative impact. There's no there's not a positive nor a negative to applying ice. However, I feel like it constricts blood. I, the but, negative is you're actually slowing down your healing process. You're constricting. It's going to take the, longer to recover. To get ox, you're you're keeping oxygen from getting yeah. to your muscles. Yeah, you may you may reduce the uh, the soreness or the swelling, you know, but you're also slowing down the blood as it's moving th- through that area and you want it to speed up. You want the junk and the crap that's in your system, so scar what, tissue, to get out faster. 
what do you do if a player comes to you and says, Coach, I need some ice marms? We just don't. I mean, our guys, we, we're at the point now where guys just, they, they all, we, we, tr- we ex- explain to them at the beginning of the season why we don't do ice. Yeah. And we give them the layman's version of that science, which is the only version I know. Right. right. I mean, through uh, Brock's smarter than me on this. He's given me the technical terms that I don't understand the words. Yeah. But, uh, and they just buy in. They're like, okay, I believe it. And well, like for you. Rockhold, you know, like Rockhold's one of our guys. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I, I, he, he actually has felt a difference in mm. it. He's like, I feel like I can actually come back and pitch on day three now. Nice. As opposed to, I saw, I saw Brady last night to the, the game. Looks he's like a good a kid. Big, big, strong kid right now. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I do kind of the same. I normally, if a kid comes to me and says, I say, oh, are you hurting? Does it mm-hmm. hurt? Are you injured? Yeah. That's the question I ask. Are you injured? Like you, you sprain your ankle, right? You actually have an injury, and we need to ice that. And then I'll be like, if you really want it, okay, but I wouldn't. Yeah, if, you, if you've torn something mm. in that arm or that elbow, that shoulder, and you, even then, though, if you've I mean, torn what are you going to do? You're not going to play with it anyway like that, but right. you're I mean, going you're you're to you're manage the pain and the swelling at that point. Yes. Right? Swelling. But, and I don't, I don't, I mean, to measure, to, to manage pain, I mean, if you're going to manage, manage pain, take some, <laughs> right, take right. some ibuprofen yeah. or something, you know. But all the athletic trainers, um, all the schools that have athletic trainers, I should say, after the game, when they come over and say, Coach, how many bags of ice do you need? And I say, we don't do ice. They all smile and give me the thumbs up, like, and, and I've even had a couple say, I wish you could talk our coach into that. <laughs> She's like, I've tried to explain to them that's yeah. not doing our kids any good. It's actually going to hinder their their time of recovery. And, mm. Is and, there still a debate and, out there, though? I think there's still some people. There could that, be a debate, but the science has actually proven otherwise. Well, I mean, some people like, don't what believe you, in you're science. You're basically you, debating, you're debating something that's been disproven. So you're on a, you're choosing to be on the losing side of the debate. Yeah, well, I don't know. If I, you're debating it. I, I guess I just base that, like, I don't... I read like, both sides, and that's what I base my <laughs> j- opinion on. Well, you there is I mean? no science on the side. Uh, all the, the all there is on the other on the side of use ice is this is the way we've always done it. Yeah, it worked for Nolan Ryan. Actually, you know what Nolan Ryan did after a game? Mm. He went and lifted. That's what I was. Yeah, he went. He went in the. He went back in the clubhouse and lifted and cranked just out that same bench day. presses. Yes, yeah. that's what we. I mean, I mean, we don't. I, I don't act like we go in the weight room after games. You sprint. But, uh, we don't even do that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, yeah, but but uh, I and I, sh- I probably should. We probably should do that more often. I don't know. I, I need to do a little more research on what we should be doing immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a home game, we do jobs. We're moving around. We're doing right. stuff. And right? that's and what's that doing? And it's the, the same. Di- it's the same. Your difference. heart's beating. Yeah. It's getting yeah. oxygen to those muscles. That, right. That's what it needs to exactly to rehabilitate. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. Away games, we're getting cheeseburgers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the key. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we covered. Everyone knows how to deal with failure now, as, as coaches, parents, and. Well, since we players. mentioned Brian Kane, let me let me uh, give some Brian Kane a little little Brian Kane moment here. Sure, go ahead. Because Brian Kane talks about he um, he has this chart that I that I put in. I, I did a little print out of it here. Can you t- say just talk about who Brian Kane is real quick? To, sure. To, we might have some. He people. is a, he is uh, the the owner of Peak Performance. Um, which is his company. He is a, he's not a motivational speaker. He's just a flat out beast. 
He is. He is motivating as a person. Yeah. He is. Um, he's a. He's a. He's a sports psychologist mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, uh, sports psychologist. So yeah, I, I would encourage everyone to start looking into that. Re- yeah, read his buy his books. Um, if you get a chance to see him speak, uh, it's he'll, you will be worn out after forty minutes <laughs> seeing him speak, right? But he um, he talks about the different kinds of mindsets that athletes can have. He said there are basically two different mindsets that we could have. And he actually borrows this from psychologist Carol Dweck, who coined the terms fixed and growth in terms of what kind of mindset that we ha- we all have. Mm. He, and he says a fixed mindset is the average mindset, which is... So like my intelligence, my talent, my ability, it is the way it is. There really isn't anything I can do about it. Mm. I am who I am, right? People with a fixed mindset also tend to believe that, that the only thing that creates your success is your level of talent. Your effort really has nothing to do with it. You, you got talent, you're going you're gonna to succeed. Mm. A growth mindset, he says, these are elite people. A growth mindset says, my intelligence, my talent, my ability can be developed through dedication and hard work. And so you're, you're not, you may have talent, you may have a lot of talent, you may have a little talent, but wherever you are, you can get better. Mm. That's the idea. Yep. And so then he has this little chart. He says, so people with an average mindset feel sorry for themselves. People with an elite mindset are so focused on others that they don't have time to feel sorry for themselves. Mm. That's the difference. People with an average mindset make an excuse. People with an elite mindset make it happen. So I can, I'm, I'm starting to get fired up now. Like I hear Brian Kane say this, people with an average mindset focus on how they feel. People with an elite mindset focus on how they act and what they need to do next. That's what elite is, right? People with an average mindset, they wear their emotions on their sleeves. We talked about that. Ooh, yes. People with an elite mindset, they never show weakness through emotion. It just isn't, it just isn't part of it. Their body language is the same. It's cool all the time. I like it. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's cool. People with an average mindset, they see failure as final. Well, that's it. People with an elite mindset see failure as positive feedback. The only way to get feedback on your performance is if you fail. Yeah, because if If you you succeed, you're not really learning anything. Right. Yeah. Reinforcement, I guess, of what you're doing. But yeah. There's a whole bunch more on that list, but but you get the idea. You got tired. Brian I know. Real. He could, he could, he could <laughs> spout those things off, and at the same time, do this. Right? What's the, what's the little thing he does? Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. And then I don't he, know. He's got his hand see. out here. Like I don't know. He's got all kinds of little. Uh, he's got. Is that a you've seen? He's that got on just YouTube? as many acronyms and quotes as Jake Trotsky. Yeah. Do you, as, so did Tro, is Trotsky? Does he pattern himself after Brian Kane? You think or? <laughs> are they that's a good question like which that's one of, who who came first the who, chicken or the egg yeah right i don't know trotsky's great too man he's so, he, he is he just annoys me a little bit it, same same yeah. he does because it's it's all he that. has a lot to offer and for it's, sure. all, it's all that like it's all you have to interact with me <laughs> yeah you know, like, like <laughs> yeah like no i don't teach me just i i don't learn that way right <laughs> i'm soaking it in you do what you do and i'll take it if, I, if, but if, i'm not going to i'm not going to remember all these little things that bcd and acr <laughs> and all the like what I, I, let me write it down yes give me a chance to write this stuff down <laughs> coach appreciate <laughs> you if you're listening which i expect yeah. you aren't <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome just get a message from dudes. Why are you throwing me under the bus? <laughs> yeah. uh, shoot. Yeah. UTB. 
What, what do you mean UTB? Under the bus. You threw me under the bus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Good stuff. I guess we'll <laughs> talk next week. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I mean, we had... We had a uh, a nice conversation. That's the idea but behind this podcast, to have a nice conversation about something that could be hopefully useful. Yep. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to try, I, I have been slacking big time on my marketing of our podcast. I haven't been posting the, the links and stuff. So I'll try to pick that up a little bit. <laughs> we need to get us a, a marketing person, don't we? Yeah, I need to grow a little bit. We need to get somebody, we need to get somebody who's willing to take our links and post them in the comments section under every sports post that they see. Have you seen those? Yes. Isn't that annoying? Oh my gosh. Or Watch like the live, live video yes. here. Yes. <laughs> that's a bit, there's all kinds. Those there's, are phishing scams, aren't they? Yes, and there's all kinds of that stuff, like uh, crazy stuff. Like if you go to like a, uh, like a police department, local police department page, yeah. people put responses yep. on those, the like videos of can't believe the police responded this way. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, that clickbait that one makes you want to, you know, your, our morbid curiosity. We want to click on that. I never yeah. click those. No, absolutely no, no. not. <laughs> yeah. Or you may do it once. Yeah, and then you can't log it back into your computer. <laughs> yeah, then you get all these requests sent out to friend you, and people are like, wait a minute, I, aren't we already friends? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not me, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Talk to you next week.